Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my good friend, Father Richard Heilman. And we've got a show for you tonight about America needing deliverance. I think we can probably all agree on that. Yeah. Probably more than America, too. Um, Canada, yeah. China, yeah. Russia, a whole yeah. bunch of them out there. So, But we'll get into that in just a bit. First, of course, we're going to start everything off with prayer. Father? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. May the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Father. Thank you, everybody out there who have been praying for us. You've supported us. You've encouraged us. You really help keep us going. We can't thank you enough for that. Thank you to all the patrons out there. For those interested, click the link in the description below. We always ask you to prayerfully consider supporting us through some financial gift to the Patreon program. It is a tremendous help for what we're doing here and getting these messages out. Of course, we've got our U.S. Grace Force gear page, uh, t-shirts, and all sorts of great cool stuff out there to get the message out. Also, a very big help. You can find that in the description below. There is a link there as well. Don't forget also to check out the other things that are in the description about joining the U.S. Grace Force. Get those prayer uh, encouragements, uh, the, the different novenas and such uh, that Father puts out to encourage the more than 76,000 people in the U.S. Grace Force to pray, constantly engaging in the spiritual battle. So please check that out as well. And there's other things in the description. Check it out. You'll get a lot out of it. But we want to address something tonight about America needing deliverance. And Father... This is kind of a running theme for us with a lot of our Grace Force shows is we're always talking about really what's going on, current issues, and how it relates, especially to the spiritual battle and what we need right. to be doing really as Catholics to engage in the battle. We've had great guests on recently, Father Ripperger, Father, uh, Dr. Joe Lepetsky, um, Dan Schneider, Jesse Romero, just great guests who deal specifically in spiritual deliverance and so forth. You've got this phenomenal book out, the uh, Peace Through Strength Prayer Journal, 90-Day Prayer Journal. Right. Cannot encourage that enough for people to get a hold of that, especially with Lent coming up. Want to get everybody on board started at Lent. Uh, it, it starts, um, is, it's on Wednesday, isn't it? Lent, or are we starting the day yes. after? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're starting it on, on Wednesday, on uh, Ash Wednesday. On Ash Wednesday. Thanks for clarifying that because yeah. uh, originally I, I, I said we're starting on Ash Wednesday. Then I counted on the calendar. I said, oh, I made a mistake. It's actually the day in order for it to be uh, 90 days, it has to be the day after. And then I recounted again later, and I was right the first time. So, <laughs> so we're starting on Ash Wednesday. So, so yeah, everybody get out there. Me. Check the link in the description. Get that. Just It's a great little prayer book. It's a, it's a prayer journal. It's based on the Libra Cristo uh, protocol to help set people free from diabolical problems. And this is something a lot of us struggle in some way or another with, with discouragement and attacks and anxiety. A lot of people just go through these battles, these struggles. And a lot of these things can fester and get much worse if we don't address them the right way. And Father Ripperger has done a phenomenal job at the Libra Cristo uh, formation. And then Father Heilman now has taken that as kind of a root, as a basis for the 90-day prayer journal. And Father Ripperger is in full support, reviewed it, loves it, We've, we've got videos out on Father Ripperger talking about it. So we really want to encourage people to get a hold of this thing and engage in this battle. Yeah, it's a serious time. And Father, you know, we were, we were talking earlier today and you, you, you wrote something up. I mean, we just, just a quick synopsis. Everybody knows we can do this in like three seconds 
uh, Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan, Canada, trucker convoy uh, mandates, uh, school board council meetings. I mean, the church, uh, spiritual leaders, everywhere we turn. I know. There's confusion, there's frustration, there's doubt, there's disorientation. There's all these types of things happening, and people are very, very, very uh, shaken by it. You got the chilling effect that's been going on, the cancel culture, the rage and the anger, and all these different things that are going on out there. You've been talking and writing a lot about this. We've been addressing it in the show, but you really put them some pieces together. Yeah. You got to run that down for us. I was reflecting. I was praying, you know, because here we are. We're one week away from Ash Wednesday. And we're about to, we're up to, I think uh, 7,000 are uh, so far involved. We hope we can get even more than that. But that's amazing that are going to be doing this. uh, You're right, 90 Days to Peace here. I'll put put up the the journal. There it is. I made it as beautiful as I possibly could because I'm so excited about this, but I'm so serious about this. And I want to make sure uh, everybody uh, joins in. But uh, why now? You know, why is it important for us to do that? And I, I just, I've been in a lot of prayer and reflection and I went, you know, uh, I remember writing this article and it was back in April of, uh, 2021. And, uh, and I, I just, I was looking at just the, the series of events that happened and, and how we got to where we are. Cause it, it's important. I think, you know, he sent, uh, the disciples out, uh, to spread the word and he confirmed that with signs and wonders. And I don't know about y'all who are listening, but I, I get that, I, that, that God confirms all the time. And I believe this is another case of that. And so, so here, here, here we go. Way back in 2020, um, everybody recalls the George Floyd incident and that that ignited terrorism in the streets, uh, you know, burning buildings and looting and, and violence everywhere. And in the midst of it, we were being quarantined. I mean, it was just uh, historic at the time and the fear that was going on at the time. And I I sat there and I go, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I noticed that that happened on May 25th. And I said, you know what's coming up real quick is Corpus Christi. I said, we need to reclaim surrendered ground. We need to get the light of Christ out in the streets and to, to push out this darkness of terrorism and hate and, and violence that was going on right, right then. And I bounced that off some people and they got were receiving the same thing. And one thing led to another, Doug, and, and within days, it seemed, we got a thousand people out there uh, to process up State Street in Madison, Wisconsin to the state capitol with our Eucharistic Lord. And it was profound. And the other thing that, that happened to, and you know, God with his God incidences and coincidences is that if everybody recalls 2020, uh, if you were seen as patriotic, I mean, you were evil and I mean, patriotism, right? You put a flag out in front of your house, you might get your house burned down. It was just that bad. Yeah. And we, that, that particular year, Corpus Christi happened to land on flag day. So that was enough for me. I said, we're bringing our Eucharistic Lord out there. We're going to say we're proud of America. And I got hundreds of flags for all of us to carry. And so, you know, that was awesome. And then we realized, too, that that was the anniversary of, I think it was 1954, where the Knights of the Columbus um, uh, encouraged President Eisenhower to put in the Pledge of Allegiance Mm. 
the, the, the phrase under God. So it is like all this stuff. So we called this that Corpus Christi 2020, I think it was July 16th, 20, no 14th. We, we, we called it the under God procession. We wanted our nation under God again. You know, the, the name of our, sh- our podcast today is America needs deliverance. Mm. Well, th- that, you know, assumes that we're, we got captured, you know, and, and demons came in and I know they did. Uh, and, and we needed to, to bring our Lord out in the street. And you know what the amazing thing was, Doug? We processed down those the, the streets of State Street up to the state capitol. The boarded up shops. Nobody was going into their shops anymore. And, and the 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 burned cars and all this stuff. It, it just it was it was horrible. They were tearing down statues. It was it was complete chaos, complete terrorism. It was out of control. Do you know that after we processed our Lord down the street, there was not one more. Uh, violent terrorist-like uh, uh, protest mm. out there after that. Literally, we reclaimed surrendered ground. Uh, even in the whole state of Wisconsin, there was one outburst with Kenosha, and everybody remembers that one. Yeah. But uh, but beside that, um, <clears throat> so that was Corpus Christi, Doug, 2020, that we did that. Uh, it inspired a lot of people, especially my friends over at Milwaukee with Men of Christ. I'm real tight in with them. They said, this is awesome. Let's do it again. And so they picked the Feast of the Assumption, August 15th of the same year. It was would have been two months almost to the day later. And they, they started, you know, letting people know about it. Doug, 3,000 people showed up for that. And I, I, I want to say this right now, that... that, that just as all this was going on, Doug, there was this guy, somebody sent me this, and it, 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 it'll blow you away. And uh, we love our, our uh, Protestant brother and sister, but this is an evangelical pastor. But I, I wanted to mention him because one of the things, he's one of these guys that believes he receives um, prophecies. And I, I thought, you know, this is, this is really incredible. But one of the things he said, Doug, was that uh, he, he saw these two iron statues rise up and you know, one was at one end and one, it was the other. I'm trying to recreate how he does it on his video that he did. And uh, he said, one was fear and the other one was anger. Mm. And he said that they came together. Like he was saying, they took control. They came in. Do you know what? I, I didn't know that, that he was saying that because I received that like a year, year or two after he said it. But he w- he got these prophecies just, it was, I think it was like July 1st, Jul- uh, July 15th and July 25th. He received three of these prophecies. Anyways, while we were there, July, uh, I'm sorry, June 1st, <laughs> June uh, 15th and, and June 25th. But anyways, we were there June 14th. So it was at the exact same time. Anyways, uh, but he said that they came together, but then he saw this white, bright white figure rise up between them. Mm. And he, and he took that as the faithful remnant. And he said, they rose up and he did this motion. They, they were pushed out fear and anger. And, and the whole time, like I said, I was preaching on this. I said, Mm. I said that we've been uh, infested with the demonic spirits. And I said, what I'm receiving is, and I, I, you know, the people in my pews can tell you this because I I repeated it ad nauseum. 
is that they manifested as, and I call it fear and rage. And I, I could have said anger, but at first of reason I said rage. But I kept saying it over and over. It's fear and rage, and we got to get strong. But but you see, Doug, I'm, I'm kind of setting this up that that um, that that's what we need to remember. The bright light came out into the street. We brought our Lord out in the street, and we pushed out the darkness. It was just uh, almost exactly what he was receiving as well. And uh, and then it was on August 15th that we had 3,000. And I'm I'm very good friends with. Uh, Deputy Mahoney here, Deputy, uh, Sheriff Mahoney, and uh, in, he's uh, uh, he, he's since retired, but he was the uh, Dane County Sheriff. A anyways, uh, he said, he, him and I were talking, he says, that 3,000 was bigger than any of those protests, those uh, terrorist protests that happened out there. There was no, no gathering bigger than ours. Mm. And it was awesome. And so, you know, you could see the the, the, the faithful remnant with our Lord pushed out the darkness. And so if we can play this amazing video that someone made of that day on August 15th. The scripture passage I keep leaning on for the grace force and for all of us is, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For we're not fighting flesh and blood here. We're fighting dark forces in the supernatural realm. And for decades, the devil's been eating our lunch. Why? Because we stopped believing in the supernatural power of God. Well, we're here today to say, we believe. God, you are stronger than the devil. And we're bringing you to the streets. Your presence is a witness to Christian courage. And guys, we need that right now. We need that more than ever. We need men and women to stand up for truth and goodness. Again, we have the fullness of the faith. We have the power. We don't need to cower in fear. We can come together, we can unite, and truly, truly make a difference. Here, Jesus summoned Simon Peter to step out of the boat and to walk on the water. We can't do anything if we don't take one step. To process the Eucharistic Christ through the streets of a city is to really call down the whole power of Jesus crucified and risen upon our people, upon our city, upon our community. Because we know that when we call on Christ, we're calling on the very power of God, the only one who can heal us, bless us, and unify us. You know, if we were to go out and live a visible faith, to actually have our faith in action for those to see, we would have a transformed world. You know, a lot of people are afraid to express their faith, and I think one of the reasons that people don't act is because they think they're uniquely fearful. Unlike those courageous saints, I'm not really like that, I'm different. The fact of the matter is you cannot have courage without fear. In being courageous and in demonstrating your faith, you demonstrate your trust in God. And God will not abandon those who love him. And sin is the root cause of all the problems we have. And it's like when you see some of the things that are actually taking place, you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. That's because we've moved away from God. As we come back to the truth, right, and into the light, we now can see truth for what it is. 
If people turn back to God in prayer, there is no question we would change the world. Don't be afraid. God is with us in all things. Isn't that awesome? Is. And you could see that you could see the, the graffiti and everything that was going on. We were processing, and it, there were literally people that were uh, along the streets and saw us coming and started to realize what was going on because you had priest investments, you had little girls throwing rose petals. They were crying, Doug. Mm -hmm. They were weeping because they they were so um I think hopeless. It was so bad at that time that fear, that anger had taken such control and they, and, and they were weeping for joy that we were saying, no, God is more powerful than the devil. And we're bringing them out in the street. It was so powerful, Doug. It was just an incredible day. We even had um, Protestant brothers and sisters that joined us. Oh, just an incredible day though, Doug. And, and so that happened on August 15th of 2020. Uh, Doug, it was a year later that the USCCB, well, first of all, I'll say this, then we saw processions all over the United States after that. And um, then it was a year later, uh, right around the Feast of Corpus Christi in 2021, that the USCCB all of a sudden announced, you know what, we're going to have a three-year Eucharistic revival. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I'm talking about the answer to prayers. And, and, and then they said, you know when we're going to start it? We're going to start it on Corpus Christi of 2022. And, and, and so, and here, if we can play the real uh, short clip of the, of the pastor, because he's in Australia. And, and uh, he said, he actually said, watch Wisconsin. Uh, here, you can see it in this video right now. What I could see was there were two types, two types of cities that God was highlighting to me. The first kind were um, cities that were lit up, seemed almost literally by hellfire. It was as if they had a red glow over them because of the demonic activity, the demonic forces at play within their, within their boundaries. And uh, they were in complete turmoil because of all this trouble. But I saw that there were other cities that were lit by a holy fire. And the light that shone from them was pure, brilliant, white, and could be seen from across the nation. They stood as beacons of hope in the midst of troubled times, and they were cities of hope and beacons of hope because they were lit up by the strength and purity of the churches within their boundaries. I saw these cities as having churches that were going hard after the presence of God. And I heard the Lord say that, I am tearing down the old structures that have hindered the move of my Holy Spirit. In the midst of chaos in the United States, I will surround with favor those churches who honor my presence. If you've ever had a heart and a hunger to go hard after God, now is the season to press in. These churches and these cities will be beacons of hope and lighthouses from which will pour deliverance, healing, and restoration of broken lives. 
I heard the Lord say specifically to keep your eyes on the state of Wisconsin. Um, something that will have a profound impact on the nation is going to occur there. Okay, you can see what he's talking about there too is that those who go hard after my presence, he uses the word presence. He's an evangelical pastor, and yet he goes to that word, hard after my presence. And, and, and uh, watch Wisconsin. And I do think that, that we started something, and, and they're starting the Eucharistic Revival on Corpus Christi, two years after we did that, that one in Madison. Um, God's amazing, and uh, you can't make this stuff up. But but here's the let's let's get to the point. Then here we go. We're going into um, Ash Wednesday, a week from today. And what are we doing? And here I'll hold up the the journal that we're. This is the tool we're using. But this goes ninety days. And as we've talked about in previous weeks, uh, the psychologists say it's twenty one days to develop a habit. It's ninety days to get it ingrained. Okay, to become a lifestyle change. Uh, but what are we doing? What we're doing is we're, we're um, getting disciplined in the most base, best practices of our Catholic faith. Okay, and the, that's uh, things like the Angelus, the Rosary, and things like that. Uh, get the book and you'll find out what that protocol is. But here's what we're doing uh, mainly. We're doing something that I think, Doug, a lot of uh, our people aren't doing or they're doing sporadically. And that is we're, we're going to be doing what's called mental prayer. Now, mental prayer, and the way I, I describe it, I think it's the best way to describe it, is remember the story of Martha and Mary and Jesus in their house, and Martha's out in the kitchen because it's just another guest like any other guest, so we better give him an hors d'oeuvre and a drink, and hospitality's good, don't get me wrong. Mary says, no, wait, the Son of God's in our room. We got to stop. And she got at his feet and she stared into his face and she hung. She absorbed every word that he was saying. See, Mary was in mental prayer. Whereas I think we're more like Martha. Where, you know, it's good to have Jesus around and, you know, we want to do nice things for Jesus. You see the tone of my voice? It's kind of superficial. We're on the surface level. See, we got to become the, remember the, the two uh, iron figures? One was... Uh, um, fear and the other one was anger. We got to be that faithful remnant that pushes out that light of amazing love. And, and you know what I call, Doug, I call it fear of the Lord. And, and again, I always have to explain because fear mostly means in our modern interpretation is that we're afraid of getting beaten up. Yeah. No, in, in, in the biblical form, it means you are so amazing, God. I love you so much. I'm afraid of ever offending you. And, and I, I've called that, Doug, because uh, Pope Gregory the Great actually ordered the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You put that one first. Mm. You get all the power of the Holy Spirit if you can first fall in love with the Lord. We got to stop making our, our faith just a religion where we punch a clock like we're an employee to a, a boss rather than deeply in love with our Lord. That's what we're doing, Doug, for 90 days. And we're yeah. going to start Ash Wednesday, and we are going what? We are going, as that Protestant pastor said in Australia, we're going hard after the presence of God. Yeah, I think a good example for people maybe to draw a connection relation is, 
those who are married, for example, which yes. most of our audience, you know, is probably, you know, in, in a family marriage relationship situation. You know, if I go through my life with fear of my wife, we'll call it fear of my wife, you know, fear of the Lord, fear of my wife, um, afraid that, that, you know, she's going to be upset with me. You, you know, I, I don't want her to be upset with me, but if my whole marriage is based on, you know, uh, I, I just don't want her angry. I still want her upset. Um, I, I don't really have a great marriage. Um, but if my marriage is about, I don't want her to feel unloved. I don't want her to think that I'm not looking out for her in every way possible. I, I don't want her to think that I'm not really living my life trying to be there for her in every way possible, to protect her, to love her, to care for her, to, to help prepare her for a good holy death, for example. The most important day of her life is the day she'll stand before God. You want to light up her life. You I know, do. You, yeah, and, and exactly. make her make her happy is, yeah. is what you're doing. I, yeah, spiritually and physically, I want her everything. life to be to be protected and safe and secure yeah. and happy, and, and I want to be generous with that kind yeah. of love. So my fear That's of my wife... Is. Yeah, yeah, my exactly. My fear of my wife is not. Oh no, she's going to be upset with me. You know, granted, look, face it, that's in any relationship to a degree. You know, I sure, mean, it's in our relationship with God, even as yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the act of contrition. You know, I, sure. I, can, I, you know, I, I'm hardly sorry for having offended you because I did. I, I, I fear the loss of heaven. You know, and and, yeah. and, and I, I dread the loss of heaven and the pains of hell. Yeah. I mean, that statement is there for a reason. It's called imperfect yeah. contrition. Right. It's in the catechism, but it's supposed to move us to something more perfect, which is more of a profound love. Right. And the same with the relationship with anybody. If you have a relationship where you're afraid you're going to get in trouble from your spouse, right. it's an abusive type of relationship. And that's not what we're talking about at right. all. That's not what you mean by fear of the Lord. Right. It's Lord, I love you. And I, I, if anything, I fear missing out, yeah. you know, I'm missing out on the depth of the love I could have. Yeah. I think, you know, when you and I talked about this earlier today, wanting to address the subject in this show, it's very easy to be, as you say, the, you know, the punch the clock Catholic. I would refer to myself, you know, for years, I called myself the clock in, clock out Catholic. Yeah. Put my hand in the holy water font, you know, clock in before mass, walk out after mass, clock yep. out, you know, and that was the extent of my faith. You know, I never missed mass on Sunday. I've probably missed it yep. six, seven times in my life, and that's only for being sick. But my heart for many, many, many years was just clock in, clock out. That right. was about it. Now, does that mean I would have lost my soul? I don't know. I, I, I was trying to stay away from sin. But maybe I, a lot of purgatory. Uh, yeah, maybe a lot of purgatory. Yeah, you know? You get that, then, heart, you get that heart pumping for God during those. Maybe oh, that's yeah. what purgatory is all about. You yeah. know, is that, is that we, we okay, we, we didn't mess up and we tried to be a good employee. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we had to develop the love in order to get to heaven. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I was telling you earlier about that quote from um, St. Bernard uh, Clairvaux, Clairvaux uh, who talks about that there is a greater number of people that will go from living in mortal sin to not living in mortal sin. Then you have people who are already not living in mortal sin, but they don't rise to high perfection spiritually because they're not concerned about the willful venial sins. Right. They're okay with that. It's right. like, well, this isn't going to ruin my soul for all eternity. So I guess, you know, it's not right. that big a deal. Rather than, I don't want any. Cuss and swear, use the Lord's name. And, you know. Yeah. It's like, so I, I use the analogy again with my wife. I mean, anybody married who's watching or listening right now, do you really have a marriage where 
I just don't want to offend my spouse on the really serious things that could lead to a big argument. But a little tone of voice here or there, yeah. a little disrespect. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take care of you know, supper, the laundry. I'm not gonna take care of cleaning that up. I'm not gonna help my wife out by fixing this or getting that that she needs. Now, those little things aren't that big. That's There's a no urgency to, to express your love, is what you're describing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you're in love, you're like, oh my gosh, well, what's another way I can express this? You know, when you're Right. When you're in love with someone. Yeah. Yeah. The moment I wake up and see my wife, I want my first words out of my mouth to be, to be, you know, not just charitable. I want them to be loving. I want them right. to be very engaging in, in the sense yes. that says you are the most important person on the planet yep. to me. Yep. We are sacramentally joined until death. And yep. I want you to know this, that this is how I yep. not just feel about you, but this is what I know is true. Yep. And I want to, I want to express that with every word with expressions. You know, my wife and I will catch ourselves. We've been married almost 32 years and yeah, you catch yourself and we have conversations about, you know, I don't know why I said what I said that way. I'm very sorry about it. Yep. And that's the other part of this father is, when you do have those moments, when you love somebody and you do realize that you're not really, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's like you could and should, you apologize for it and you work on it and you let right. them know even, yeah, you know what? Life I'm really is sorry a classroom. Yep. I messed up and I'm yeah. not going to do that anymore. Which yeah. it's in, it isn't that, you know, when you give spiritual direction, isn't that the idea behind examining your conscience sure. every day, paying attention to the details. Sure. And that's a lot of what's in this. That's this why frequent confession is so important because yeah, yeah. it keeps you on your game. You know that that you you know you're 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 more consciously aware of what the things and and what it boils down to again. It's it's this fear of Lord again. I don't want to offend you, God. Yeah. I don't. Want, I'm afraid of offending you because you're amazing. And and so the examination of conscience, the freedom, frequent confession, keeps us uh, on our game. Helps us to learn from our mistakes. Right. Right. I, I always go. I I go e easy when as a confessor. I go easy on people, because I believe God does too. But but I, I want to remind them. Okay, you know, life is a classroom, and and you're better now, because mm. you admit that that's not the right best way, and and so in in you're you've learned. And so now you're moving on as a better person because of that. Yeah. And uh, it's the same way with God. But, um, you know, listen, I, I, I think, Doug, that um, what we're describing here is exactly what we're going to be trying to do in this 90 days. We call it um, uh, uh, 90 Days to Peace. Mm -hmm. And this is you, you, uh, you referred to Father Ripperger, and he said a lot of people are tormented by the devil. Right. And some even believe they might have demon spirits in them and they have to be exercised and all this stuff, but they're, they're just living kind of, and it, it, this gets back to, again, the, the scene of Martha and Mary where, geez, I thought I was close to the Lord. Well, yeah, but you were out in the kitchen when the son of God was in your living room, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> and, and so, and so does Jesus say to Mary or to Martha, 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 you're anxious and upset about many things. Okay, you're, you're tormented, right? Maybe even think you think you have demon spirit. I, I'm putting that in, but you know, right. I'm getting at is that if we feel comfortable keeping Jesus just over there in the living room and not getting intimate, not letting it be a love relationship where, where he's our everything and all I want to do is please you and I want to find more ways to express my love for you and, and I want you to be proud of me and and I want to be the best Christian and the best, and I like to use this word too, Doug, the best ambassador 
Mm. Right? We got to represent Jesus out there. So if we're, and you made a good point too, that, you know, it's okay to do the venial sins. Well, you got a lot of people that are going to mass on Sunday and they're on the world cussing and swearing and using the you know, God's name in vain. And well, yeah, but it's just a little venial sin. No, no, it's a complete uh, uh, mischaracterization of, of what Christianity is all about. Right. It, 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 so anyways, but, but that's what we're doing, Doug. And we're, we're, we're going hard like Mary at the feet of Jesus while Martha's out in the kitchen. We're going hard after the presence of God. And here's the thing, Doug, and this is, uh, this is just God's incredible again. I didn't realize this when I was putting this all together and getting all excited and, and ready. And I, I said 90 days, and I thought it was very cool that we let, we let, we go right up to the Feast of the Visitation. And I, and I, I pointed that out before about how everybody's excited, you know, and what's happening there. They, they have the, 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 the gift of fear of the Lord. You know, I love you so much. You're so amazing that I want, you know, I, I, I want to do anything to please you. You know, that's what the, the excitement of Elizabeth, the excitement of John leaping in the womb, the, the excitement of Mary, you know, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my savior. You know, look at my tone. I, I It's almost like you want to cry because you're just so in love you, to have that kind of love. But we're going up, and then at the end, Doug, we're going to do the most ancient of all novenas. We're going to do the Pentecost novena. And I'm actually going to ask our, our people to pray for our beloved bishops. You know, remember, they, they were hiding out in the upper room. And, and uh, they thought, this is over. And uh, there was nothing you could do. And, and they were hiding self-protection. And Jesus comes in. And I love how in the scripture it says, even though the doors were locked. You know, I'm not putting up with your obstacles to me anymore. I'm coming in anyway. But we gotta keep, we got to pray that, that God breaks through whatever obstacles the bishops might have so that they can then become his mighty, mighty warriors on fire with the Holy Spirit. See, they were cowards up in that upper room hiding away in self-protection. They got the power of the Holy Spirit. And what they do, they went out with the love in their hearts and to transform the world, and they made... Uh, <laughs> liberals upset okay and and they were they were killed they were but they were persecuted right but no but but they started the church you know they got this thing up and going they got everybody excited like they were excited on the visitation you know uh that spirit went out there and boy did they make their enemies mad yeah for doing that Be, but see that's what they were doing in the upper room hiding so they wouldn't make their enemies mad because you know what Doug, Doug that's divisive if we make our enemies mad i'm so sick and tired of that you know the the, the bishops just one after another we don't want to be divisive we don't want to say anything divisive and that's what they're doing they're they're up in the upper room cowering away and but no they they got out and and we were accused of that doug uh, on, on June 14th, Corpus Christi 2020, if you go out in the streets with our Lord, you will be divisive, they said. Can you believe that? And mm -hmm. and so anyway, so that's what we're doing, Doug, for this night. And, and anybody that's not jumped on board yet, please, 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 um, you know, you can go to, uh, I don't know if we put this up yet, but we can go to romancatholicgear.com to get your, your journal and get all ready. Um, it, it's going to be amazing. And uh, and we're we're just going to get disciplined, primarily in that Mary at the feet of Jesus mental prayer, um, and and also all the other essential base line uh, spiritual protocol that again Father Ripiger um, strongly advises that we all do. And then what do we do? See, Doug, we're we're then close in the Lord, and that's the place we went over this last week very well with Dan Schneider. But that's the place where 
the devil uh, fears, fears to tread is when you're close to the Lord. If you get, if you cling to the Lord, he's, he's going to keep the devil at bay. But if you're as comfortable being out in the kitchen, not so much. Okay. Uh, we, it's time for us to get out of Martha's kitchen and at the feet like Mary at the feet of our Lord. And that's yeah, what we've been doing for 90 days. Yeah, and you know, Father, the point I'd like to make, and this is something you, you had drawn attention to this article by a Father Stephen Rossetti back in, oh, uh, yeah. in April of last year. Yeah, we just, stole, we, that was the name of the article that we stole it for the yeah, today's show. America Needs Deliverance. Yep. And he's, an, he's an exorcist, and, and, and this is, you know, the article, you have a link from your story yep. on uh, Roman Catholic Man to Church Pop. And he says in here a couple of key Can things. Can you read that, it, Doug? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll read the whole thing. You bet. Here yeah, it is. Please. Yeah. This is what you've got, what you put in there, you pulled in there. It says, he says, I love America, but it needs help. We typically do assessments of individuals who may have demonic activity. If one were to assess our country as a whole right now, there are strong signs of our country being demonically oppressed. First, there are plenty of openings for the demonic. Okay, those are the portals. And we've talked about portals on this program a lot, you know, with Father Ripperger, with Dan Schneider, Jesse Romero that these portals, these openings, are really they're invitations to allow the devil into your life. And this is happening to our country and many, many people in the country. And he explains it in detail. For example, there is a significant drop in the practice of the faith, thus losing a critical graced protection. Moreover, you know, I got a comment on that real quick. Yeah, yeah. We lose grace if we're not going to the source of grace. Right. right? If your immune system physically is weak, you are far, far more susceptible to sicknesses that are out yes. there. Yep. The healthier you are, even with this current one that we've been dealing with for two years, careful on the dialogue so this doesn't get taken down. But even with this, the number one comorbidity is people being out of shape. Right. That is the number one reason why people are having serious complications and dying because their immune system, their health in general is very, very poor, very weak. Right. Spiritually speaking, same idea here. If I'm yep. not exercising, not eating right, not getting the right nutrition, then my immune system is weak. Spiritually, right. if I'm not going to the grace of God, then I am I, I'm, I'm lacking in that area and I'm far, far more susceptible to diabolical. But then we have to say, what level. does it mean to be spiritually healthy? And it's what we're saying. Exactly. You can't be a punch the clock Catholic. Right. And, and, and Father... And, you got to be close. You got to be, you got to plug in right. to the source of grace. Yeah. You got to You got to get out of the kitchen and plug in to the source of grace. And it's an act I, of I will. Image. I keep using it's it. an act of will. You have to choose to do yep. this. I have to choose to turn to my wife and speak with her with kindness, with love, with gentleness. I have to choose. Oh, one second. I, I, I have a, I have a grandson who just, who just jumped into my nice. office. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I have to choose, though, to engage with my wife in the relationship lovingly, to talk to her kindly, to step out of myself, yes. to be selfless, yes. to give to her in, in every way possible throughout the but day. But you don't have to do it. You want to do it. I, I want to do it. Yeah. yeah, It's an act of the will that says, yeah. I want to, therefore, I'm yeah. going to die to self so for her. I I can't think of more ways to express my love, you know? Yeah, because yeah, I love her. Love but, is, yeah. but Father Rossetti goes on to explain these areas, these portals, and yeah. what is making us uh, not protected by grace. He says, moreover, many people are practicing witchcraft, Wiccan, Ouija boards, and other occult practices, which open the door to the demonic. Also, there are almost a million abortions each year in the U.S., 
which we have found to be a huge demonic door. Can I stop you there? Yes, go ahead. Because that's the other remarkable thing about our 90 days. It goes up to June. In June of 2022 is when the Supreme Court is taking up the Mississippi case Mm. that could overturn Roe v. Wade, throw it back to the states, and then it becomes whether a state wants to vote in a baby killer or not. Right, right. But that's amazing. So, I mean, we're going to be in the most intense prayer, become that powerful remnant light that pushes out fear and anger, right? Uh, right. We're going to be doing that for 90 days, getting, and, and then we end right, right when Roe v. Wade, the most giant portal that opened up to America and rained down demons to us, um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it could close up what, just when we're ending the 90 days. Which, and, and you know, Father, it, I think it's important for us all to realize that the diabolical is not going to go away easily. That's why what you're doing with the prayer journal, what Father yeah. Ripperger has talked about, and many others, what Father Rossetti's talking about here in this article, is we have got to be prepared for this battle. We've got yes. to be engaging in the battle by choosing to get engaged with our Lord in this relationship. Look, we talk a lot about this on this program, and many of you out there probably hear how important it is to have a good, solid prayer life. You can put it that way, or you can say, this is absolutely essential. If we're not in this relationship with God and constantly trying to deepen the relationship with God out of love, 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 love. then the strength that comes from that and the ability to fight the good fight isn't there to the degree that it could be and needs to be considering what is at stake and what is unfolding in our country right now. I mean, we're on the brink of potentially a major war, and I'm not a fear monger when it comes to war because we hear a lot of saber rattling left and right over the years, but China's threatening Taiwan uh, before the Olympics, right before the Olympics began, you had China flying 39 aircraft, military aircraft, into Taiwanese airspace in one day. That's one of many things that they've done to counter, you know, rattle the saber with Taiwan. You've also got Russia and the Ukraine right now at the time we record this on the border and everybody's saying, oh, this is, could be a major war and, and all this is happening right now. If we're serious about engaging to do what our blessed mother said in Fatima, avert war and bring peace to the world, then we need to deepen our relationship with God. Now she's yep. speaking about the rosary in particular there, which is part of getting engaged in that deep relationship with God. Right. You know, when I pray the rosary, Father, my wife and I, we pray it every day. I don't pray it because I feel like oh, I have to do it because I was told to right. do it. And it doesn't mean that I'm always, oh, I'm so uplifted when I pray. But you know what I am finding? The more I've gotten into this for years now, like you said, the 2190 approach, after you do this for a while, something's really missing when you don't pray. I know. Yep. And you feel empty. There's there's a just a general yep. solace and a peace. Yep. When you when you have that 15, 20 minutes minimum yep. of just being in that meditative prayer of the rosary. So a lot of times I feel like I'm just curling up with mom, you know. Yeah. I'm spending, yeah. spending time with mom when I'm doing the rosary. And you right. miss that if you don't do it. You oh, know? exactly. And, yeah. we, and you and we we should be we should be in the position where we miss these moments of relationship with, yep. with, uh, with the Blessed Mother, with, with our Lord, right. you know, St. Joseph, and so forth. But, but he goes on, Father Rossetti goes on here, Father, and he talks about you know, the portals that are open. He says, of course, almost a million abortions every year in America alone, which is a huge demonic door. He says there are other sinful behaviors on the rise, such as internet pornography. Look, everybody, pornography is a portal. It is a portal 
to the demonic. We have got to fight and resist on every level what's going on when it comes to all the, the, the twisted abuse going on when it comes to sexuality in the world. It goes on, drug, sexual addictions, and more. Sin gives evil increasing access to our lives. Yep. That sums it up very yep. well. When you that and I commit up. sin, we give evil access. Exactly. Second, he says, there are signs in our country of a demonic mentality infecting our communities. One of the first signs of the demonic is discord. The mm -hmm. level of discord in this country is through the roof. Mm -hmm. A rising level of unhappiness, hopelessness, and suicides are also typical demonic signs. Yep. Suicide rates have been rising in the USA for several years. Outbursts of rage, anger, and violence often accompany demonic activity. One sign of this in our country is a steady increase in terrorism. And we only have to reference the summer of BLM riots, right. cities on fire, over 140 or 50 some riots in different places, mostly peaceful protests, I think is what we were told. Okay. Satan and his minions think of themselves as victims. And this mentality is increasingly pervasive in the USA. Okay. Yep. That's, that's some of that article from Church Pop um, about America needs deliverance. You know, Father, he nails so many of those things that we've been talking about off and on with so many of our guests. The rage, the anger, the chilling effect, the cancel culture, all yep. these things. Um, Father Ripperger had said in a podcast we did uh, about a year or so ago that um, maybe just over a year, he talked about how what we see happening even politically is kind of the very much like what he sees in a possession or an exorcism, yep. forgive me. When the demon knows he's about to be kicked out, he starts behaving yep. like a juvenile delinquent throwing a temper tantrum, only it's diabolical. Right. Thus, you have the rage, the discord, the anger, the violence, you know, and all the name calling, all the, if you support this group with your, with a, a $10 donation and we find out about it, we're going to go after your business. We're going to fire you if you're a police officer and you supported some and so forth. We see this in the news. These are all indications of what you've said, Father Ripperger, Father Rossetti, and many others who are in the spiritual battle extensively. Right. This is what we're seeing. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, this, um, what's interesting about that um, Church Pop article by Father Rossetti is I get a call the very next day and Father Bill Peckman mm. uh, just got back from retreat. And he says, I was on retreat and I got this, uh, I, I feel like I received it from the Holy Spirit. And he starts to describe what ended up being Let Freedom Ring, 40 Days for Freedom from the Devil. Yeah. And we ended up doing that. That uh, we, we pulled that off, that we started that on July 7th. And so think about that. It was like five days after he to told me how to do it. We pulled it off and, and put that together. We were doing it as we go. Our, myself, Father Peckman, and Father Altman. And it was 40 days. And you know where it landed, Doug? It landed on August 15th, 2020, which was the day that that, that uh, procession with 3,000, mm -hmm. a, a bigger gathering than any of the, the violent protests that ever happened in, in Wisconsin. Ours was the, uh, the sheriff of Dane County told us ours was the larger than that. And you know, Doug, when we were out there processing and the, 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 the police were getting beat up so bad, defund the police and all this stuff, yeah. um, we turned the corner to go up State Street and there was a police car, you know, blocking off for us. And I had to, I walked over to his window, Doug, 
and uh, and he rolled it down. And I says, "See these people? They love you, and they appreciate you." And he hung he hung his head almost as if he was going to cry. He says, "I know." Doug, these these this is the light that has to come into the world, and and we've got to let our light intensify within us, and it ain't going to happen if we're punching the clock, dutifully doing religion, Martha out in the kitchen. We got to get filled with that light and, and to push out the darkness. Doug, I'm convinced that we are heading into the most amazing revival. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be led by our Eucharistic revival. And, and, and that Eucharistic revival, we're going to see people coming into the Catholic church like crazy because they're going to, they're going to find, they're going to find what we found and we're going to do Eucharist at our best. I, I believe all this is going to happen. And when I say we do Eucharist at our best, we're not just going to be nonchalant, you know, let's have a little social and pass the bread around. No, we're going to be in awe and wonder, which is another term for fear of the Lord. It, we're going to be in awe and wonder, and we're all going to receive that gateway gift, that first gift of fear of the Lord. I love you. I love you. I love you, God, so much. You are first in my life. Every thought, every decision, every choice that I make is based on, I want you so proud of me I, because I love you so much. I can't find ways to express my love. Do you see what I'm saying there, Doug? Yeah, are I, we really I, there? Are we really there? Or are we, like you said, uh, putting our hand in the holy water font and, and yeah. punching the clock? Clock in, clock out. Yeah. And I and I want to say this too, Father. I mean, there are people out there, and I know because I, I have been there where, you know, hearing you talk this way or hearing us discuss this this way, they might be thinking, you know, I, I don't get that. You know, what, know what, right? what, what is, where do you get that? Yeah. This is not something that you make happen. All right, this is a this is a grace of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, when but you got to walk toward the Lord to get it. You got to turn yeah. and start. We just have to turn and start going that direction. Yeah, and 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 I've heard it said by you know priests would say to the, a friend of mine here that hey you know yeah Doug I'm really struggling with this person you know I got to learn to forgive and, so, and then a priest told me pray Jesus give me the grace to love this person in a, yeah. in, a, in, a, in the ability to forgive and so forth this family member this person whatever okay if you're struggling with the type of you know, you know, love that Father is talking about here, or that we're discussing here in the program. Just say, Lord, give me that love. Lord, yeah. teach me to love you. Give right. me the grace to love you. I mean, inspire my heart to love you. Right. To inspire my heart to love the Blessed Mother. Ask the Blessed Mother, give me the love of your Immaculate Heart for your Son. I mean, right. ask for it. It's not as if God or the, Our Lady are going to are going to refrain from from guiding us or, or, or giving us this love. It's there, but there does have to be. It's I, I use this example a lot. I would. When I would give talks to teenagers a lot, I don't do it as much now, but when I was talking all over the country for many, many years, I would pull some kid out of the crowd and I'd say, come stand here, I want to give you a gift, but I want you to stand there with your fist like this, so they'd, they'd have their fist closed, and I would imagine this is my wallet, I would set it on their hand like so, and I would say, okay, now, have I given you a gift? Yes. But what happens if I bump your hand? Well, obviously it falls right off. Mm. So what do you have to do to receive the gift? Right. Well, you, you have to open your hand up, which yeah. means 
you have to be receptive, which means you have to let go of something else. Like if I'm holding on to this, it's my yeah. internet, the mouse for my keyboard, right? And then I can't really receive something. So if I'm holding on to yeah. other, oh, look at that, just dropped it on the phone, See, on the phone on the floor, <laughs> prove my point. So I've got to, I've got to take this out. I got to let this go to yeah. be able to receive the gift. So then when the gift, what else can I use here? I'll use my sticky note thingy, my jig here. <laughs> That's the gift. Now, yep. have I received it? Yes and no. Okay. To me, this is kind of like the Catholic that goes to mass on a, on a, on a faithful basis on Sundays, clock in, clock out. They're there, they're open, but they're not really doing what's necessary to really hold it. Because if I get bumped here again by the world of flesh, the devil, right. that can still fall out. So what's the last thing? Now, I do this with my wallet, of course, in, in a room of 500 kids or whatever it is. I got to hang on. Right. And I got to hang on hard so when it gets hit and bumped, it doesn't go anywhere. Right. Now, if this is how I'm fighting for my marriage, for my relationship with my, with my, with my kids, with, with the relationship with my, my people that I love, my care about, right. family, if this is how I hang on to my faith, then when the world attacks and it gets turned upside down, I don't lose it. Right. But I have to first let go of the things that are interfering with it. Right. I have to open my hand up to receive it. But then I got to choose of my own free will to hang on. Yeah. Because I have to recognize there's something of great value in this gift. Yeah. And I just think, to me, that's one of those visuals that just seems to work, Father. For me, at least, is to, is to really realize that it's up to me to choose to act upon. It's the one thing that God will never, ever control, and that is our free will. Right. That would violate love if God came in and said, I'm going to make you love me. Well, then we're robots. Then we're robots. Yeah. yeah. It's like a shotgun wedding. Dad standing there with yeah. his 12-gauge pump-action shotgun. You're going to marry my daughter now. <laughs> Where's the love if you're afraid you're going to get your head blown off? You know right, I mean? right. Yeah. So, and God won't do that. He just won't yeah. do that to us. I, I, I'm, As I'm listening to you, and that was excellent, thanks. Um, I was thinking about the, the thousand that came out in that first... Uh, procession in downtown Madison. I mean, literally, we were swamped with news stories mm. of, you know, just uh, looting and uh, breaking windows and fires and uh, just violence, tearing down statues, violence everywhere. Yeah. And the, can you imagine, Doug, the love it took for those thousand to say, in spite of all that, I think this is important. Yeah. And I want to be there. There were some that stayed home because, you know, it's just, it's, it's too risky. And I sort of get that, but uh, think of the thousand that said, uh, the heck with the risk. This is so important. That's, you know, that's, that's love. And, and uh, to, to persist. And, and so it, it was our Lord in the Holy Eucharist uh, that we followed that monstrance with our Lord in the Holy Eucharist. And it, there was this like pulsating love of the Lord in everyone that followed. Um, you know, the, the, I, I think too of the the little girls that, that were throwing the little pebbles out there. Uh, I mean, the um, uh, pet, petals, rose petals out there. But anyways, it was it was just such an act of love, and so important to be there. But literally, I felt like darkness had come in, taken over those. Uh, iron statues of fear and anger anger they were in charge and there was nothing we could do about it and we said it was kind of like david he said wait a minute we got the power of god what are you doing and so greatly outnumbered 
we took our Lord out in the streets and literally uh, took back surrendered ground. And the protests ended shortly after that. It was, it was unbelievable. Well, so, and, and, and I'd like to comment on something here, Father, you know, because I know the audience, again, I, I just, I, we want our show to always be something that encourages people, gives them hope, fires them up, tells them the truth, gives some good actionable steps as well. Yeah. Like what steps do I take then right now? So, right. you know, really we have to be looking at, at what's going on here uh, as here we lay go. all this out. That major actionable step. And, and for people who might be questioning. I'm a basic dude, Doug. I want to yeah. give me the bullet points. I want to know the nuts and bolts. That's what this is. This pairs it all down and, and says, here it is. It's, it's, it's very basic. Uh, do this. And, and this comes from our, the total tradition of our Catholic faith. And I, I like to say our grandparents did this, okay? Mm. Our great-grandparents did this. The saints did this, okay? We've, we've lost that. Again, we're punched the clock, dutifully, you know, uh, get our mass obligation in, uh, go to confession every once in a while. But you, know, you see the tone of my voice. Again, it's superficial. No, these people were on fire. I always like to say, Doug, you know what they used to have? They had chapel visits. In other words... They were so in love with the Lord, they couldn't pass by a church without pulling over and spending a few minutes in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, that's where our great-grandparents were at at that point. You know, and we got to get there. We got to get strong. We got to be the powerful light like they were. The churches were filled back then. They were filled, teeming over. They had to keep building more churches. Um, you know, and nowadays we're, we're closing them down. We, and it's because we're punching the clock instead of getting into his arms. Yeah, and and I think for, for you know really for the for everybody to think about this, we make up society. We are all the people that make up what happens in society to a large degree. The individual moral code in a person has everything to do with whether or not civilization even is ordered. I would say there's two main things that keep a society from completely collapsing. One is the individual morality of every person. I'm a moral person or I'm not. I'm following what's true, good, and holy or, or not. And number two is the rule of law, meaning that if the individual morality collapses and the individual then starts lying or starts, I'm sorry, uh, stealing and, and, and attacking and hurting, and well, then the rule of law has got to step in and kind of order things. If you lose both of those, you're in big trouble across the board. Right. But the root of it, is still the individual person. Because even if our judges and our law enforcement and our politicians, like that would ever happen, would ever lose the rule of, of, of moral code, right? we see what happens. right? Okay, when judges and, 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 and government officials, people who have the say-so, like look what's happening in Canada right now, right. where they enact certain powers uh, you know, that, that actually start to oppress and come down like a hammer on people, these types of things always become deeply, deeply concerning. So then how do we all fit into this? Yep. Well, let's go back to, again, what Our Lady said, that when you pray the rosary, you avert war and bring peace to the world. Ultimately, when you pray, you deepen your prayer life, that relationship with God, conversion yep. takes place, transformation right. takes place inside. Right. The moral code, the moral fiber becomes more, more solid, more real, more more 
um, becomes strengthened and, and it doesn't break. It, 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 and then all of society is affected by so many people doing something as simple as going to confession faithfully and regularly, um, marching in the street with the Eucharist and their right. rosaries. And all this does is bring about peace. All it does is bring about order in right. the home, in the family. If the husband and wife are going to mass faithfully, they're going to confession faithfully, they're praying together faithfully, I promise you, your chances, while not perfect, because the devil will continue to hammer away and yeah. people are still weak, your chances of having a great marriage and a great family are exponentially higher. Right. There's no way around that. So right. ultimately, Father, what you're pushing and encouraging with the 90-day Peace Through Strength Prayer Journal what Father Rossetti's talking about here in this article, what Father Ripperger has talked about, Dan Schneider, Jesse, all these people we've had on who have addressed spiritual battle. Ultimately, when I, the individual, choose to grow in holiness because God's grace is there, it's just up to me to hang on to it and do something with it. Right. Everything in my life and ultimately yep. the, the chain reaction it has is that much better. I think we were talking earlier today, you and I, and, and brought up that my grandchildren, one of them who just barged in today, <laughs> show, he's two years old. Okay. He doesn't know me very well. Yes, he knows me, but he doesn't know me. So, you know, I can't sit down and talk to my two-year-old grandson or, or my three-year-old granddaughter. I, I, have, I have several grandchildren, but I can't just sit down and explain these things to them and have them get it. They're too young. They will be impacted powerfully by my, my daughter uh, and, and her husband or my son and his wife and so forth and so forth. And my children are impacted by me and my wife. So yes, yes the individual's holiness affects the people near them. And then it does ultimately roll down from generation to generation. So what I'm saying is get holy. Each right. of us, if we focus on getting holy personally, the people around us are affected. All of society is ultimately affected by each individual's person's each individual person's growth in holiness. Yep. That's what we got to be aiming for. Yeah. And, and you know, what is holiness? is uh is it uh you know my mom went to mass every day that's holy and mm -hmm. and she always i always remember her she's kneeling with the rosary wrapped around her hands that's holy but i'm telling you right now all of my brothers and sisters and me go to mass every every weekend and remain strong catholics my sister's a catholic school principal i mean i could go on but we remain strong catholics because we witnessed the fear of the Lord in my mom and dad. In other words, right. they were beside themselves. They could they couldn't wait to do another thing for God. They 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 had to express their love for God. And that was things outside the church doors, okay? Things that 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 they knew they were a parish family. We lived at the parish. Uh, they knew that the Catholic school was important, and they 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 just told the nuns, "Whatever you need, you got it from us." You know, and and we we were looking up as little kids, going, "Wow, you get you guys are lit!" You know, you guys have this urgency <laughs> to want to express your love. Do you see what I'm saying there, Doug? It's yeah. it's it, you know, holiness. A lot of times is just equated with what the beautiful image of my mom kneeling with the rose around her. But if that's all she did, I don't know if we would be going to church today, Doug. 
Well, Father, it's 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 a lot like what what Saint Jeremiah's interior crisis in, in back in Jeremiah, I think it's chapter twenty, starts around verse seven, if I'm not mistaken, where he says, "We'll put this on the screen here," where he says, "You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me. Everywhere I go, I'm the object of derision." So, in other words, he's basically telling God, and he's complaining. He's really in a bad mood right now. He says, "I've had it. I'm done. I, I will not preach your name anymore. I, I'm 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 done. It's over." But then it becomes like fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. Yeah, I yeah. must. And that sounds I like must. what you're describing about your parents. They yeah. felt they must. They couldn't hold it in. Yeah. And, and your kids are following in your beautiful faith because they just see, you know, you and your wife just eager to want to find another thing. What other thing can I do, Lord, you know, uh, to express my love for you? Um, and, and you're not a punch the clock people. And uh, it's much more than that. I love you, love you, love you, God. And I just give me another way to express that. And, and so see that that's the difference, Doug is. And again, I think it's so cool that we're ending uh, on the feast of the visitation because do you see how I'm expressing that? And that's John leaping in the womb. And how is it the mother of God? It comes to me and Mary's my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. But see, but it's not just words. I mean, they, they would then be eager to want to do all they could yeah. for the one that they love. They would be eager to do that. See, the children need to see that eagerness yes. in us that only comes when you fall in love with the Lord not become an employee of a boss, you know? And, and so that's what we're doing, Doug. And that is the true light of love that will push out the darkness. Yeah. And, and you know, Father, this, this just came to me, and I, I know we're, we're getting close to ending here, but I, I, I just want to encourage people out there, this book that you've put together, and this is not, I'm not just trying to sound like a salesman and push the book, but the way you've written this and the whole protocol, the whole Libra Crystal protocol that some of the, that you got a lot of this based on, this is about taking the steps, actionable steps, everyone, yep. in order to allow this love in. Just like we open the door, as we just read in this article from Father Rossetti, Stephen Rossetti, portals, doorways that allow the diabolical into our lives. And we can allow demons in, demons of excess. It doesn't have to be something as evil as pornography or drug addiction or blasphemy, these types of things. Those are all, they're all mortally sinful, no question. It can be the evil of simply excess, too much of good things like hobbies, sports, fishing, camping. But if that's all that's on our mind or that's our main goal, and you know, everybody has to gauge that. But that also is a way to open yourself up to become so distracted and so consumed by things that are of the world that it hinders that relationship with God. So first and foremost, we've got to get these portals closed. Yes. We got to get away from those things that are allowing problems in. It's yes. kind of like if I got to put, if I'm going to make room on on the shelves in my living room for a beautiful piece of sacred art, a beautiful image of the Blessed Mother, a statue, I'm going to have to get stuff off the shelf. So I got to pull some stuff off, even if it's not in and of itself sinful. If it's just in the way, then I've got to move it so I can make room in my life, in my heart, on my shelf for that which is sacred and holy. So everyone, start by by purifying and cleaning the stuff out of the way that's interfering with and hindering. Yep. Letting God in 
So he can consume our hearts and we can go to bed and wake up with this something in the heart that says, Lord, I'm here. What do you want me to do? How do I love you? And how do I love those around me for, you know, in your name and, and for the glory of you and so forth. But we've got to get the junk out of the way. Close the portals. That's where something like your book, Peace Through Strength, is so powerful. So I, I just want to make a plug for everybody out there right now to, to buy this book if you don't have it yet. And this is something that we're focusing on starting it on Ash Wednesday. Um, but this is something it, you can be doing year it's, round. It's just a tool, you know. But yeah. again, I wanted to make it nuts and bolts and, and let's get the disciplines up and going and uh, for 90 days. And uh, one last thing, Doug, and I wanted to end with what you said. It was so profound and, and great. But I, I just wanted to add one last thing is <clears throat> I know we talked about um, the Roe v. Wade, the Miss Mississippi case with the Supreme Court in right. June. But after the 90 days as well is when Corpus Christi hits in June. And we're off to the races, three years of Eucharistic revival. So what a beautiful way for us to be. Mary instead of Martha for 90 days to prep ourselves for that three years that's coming. So please plan to join us, RomanCatholicGear.com. And uh, next week is Ash Wednesday. Shall I end with a prayer? Yep, let's do it. All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I speak for Doug when I tell everyone we love you, okay? And we love um, being with you and and uh, being the grace force together and, and loving God together. So God bless you all. Amen.